I like seeing all these Loft Show posters. I, know, I was just looking at so them. So cool. Some, some names I recognize. Yeah. Got a couple. Got a few of them, actually, at my house, I think. It's hard to believe that this is our two-year mark. Yeah. Like. Wow. For the Loft Show? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Today's two years? Wow. That's um, crazy. This month will be our, we did the first one two years ago in March. So cool. Yeah. I had forgotten that the last one that I played was the Halloween one where I wore a bear yeah. costume. Yes. yes. Did you <laughs> remember when we posted the photo of you? Yes. <laughs> and I was like, they didn't give any context. It's just like, oh, this motherfucker <laughs> wears a bear costume when he plays. <laughs> so I was funny. hoping people would come and expect that. <laughs> <laughs> we came for the bear I should have brought it. Here? I should have just won it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 this is a mistake. Y'all are in town because you're playing a show tonight. We are. The Loft Show. On the other side of this wall. (laughs) (laughs) In the same space. How convenient. (laughs) We're also sleeping here, so. (laughs) On this side of the wall. (laughs) (laughs) My name's Matt Hires. Um, So, yeah, Kyle and I are both, like, touring singer-songwriter musicians. Um, I've done it. I've done music as my main thing for, like, 11 years now, I guess. Um, I started, I was signed by a label back in 2008. um, And that's kind of where I got my start doing like the the solo thing. I had been in bands and stuff in in Tampa where I grew up Mm -hmm. before that. But that's when I started. I made a record and started touring a lot. And um, I was on the label like six years. And then the past few years I've been independent and doing a lot of like Kyle and I, this is our first day of tour. We're doing a bunch of house shows. So like pretty much since I've been independent, that's something that's, um, that I've done a lot. It's really been my, my bread and butter (laughs) (laughs) as they say, but yeah, it's, I really love doing house shows. It's, um, become one of my favorite ways of playing songs. I think it works well with, um, with the type of songwriter performer I am and not being like, I th- feel like my w- my weakness in what I do could be like that I'm not a super engaging performer per se like on a on a stage as much as um but I feel like I can be more engaging in a more um laid back intimate house show kind of setting which is fun. Nice. <laughs> um I'm Kyle Cox uh also also <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Maybe you're thinking the last name cuz it's yeah. Josh Cox and Kyle Cox. Yeah, maybe. Um, maybe yeah. it's the yeah. Tito's. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Um, maybe it's the uh, Tito's. <laughs> yeah, I'm like I said, I'm a touring singer songwriter, um, and it's been my main thing for close to six years at this point. Um, it wasn't uh, a label jump like Matt's. It was more of um, my wife being like, "Hey, you gotta." go do this like you don't really like your job you don't like what you're doing um and i had some nice affirmations along the way um with different like songs i'd written and and industry type people uh giving me kind of like the extra push to be like hey you should do this this is really good and so um it was kind of just a thing of quit my job and dove in not knowing what to expect and matt took me on the road real early on um and honestly taught me what it's like to be on the road and i 
got a lot of fans uh, from him, so thank you uh, for that. <laughs> and so we've toured together a ton uh, the last five, six years. And um, yeah, and I've just kind of been grinding for a while, um, playing a lot of a lot of house shows for a long time and a lot of small clubs and feel like I'm starting to kind of get my footing under under me a little bit, knowing like really what I do and what I have to offer and what my strengths are uh, the last couple years. Um, also raised my son, who's <laughs> a year, year old, actually 13 months today. Wow. Um, and so that's been fun. And Matt has a boy too. A fresh dad as well. Yeah. An 11 month old. That's what this tour is called. We're calling it the March Dadness Tour. Yeah. <laughs> All that. my tour. I did a tour with some other friends who were dads last year. Um, we It was the Rad Dad Tour. So it looks yeah. like every tour I do from now on will be some sort of dad pun. That's so fun. It's <laughs> great. <laughs> Matt came up with In that. In true name. dad fashion, yeah. every tour is <laughs> a dad pun. <laughs> um, we do a lot of like, the Matt lives right down the road. And we do a lot of like, afternoon coffee like oh fuck i'm so tired like <laughs> eve afternoons uh, yeah just I'll bring my kid over and we yeah. just kind of let them just roll like, around on the he floor together horrible <laughs> last night <laughs> he's not napping today i'm so tired like and we just make sure they don't die or kill each other and we just sit and drink coffee while they crawl around <laughs> um, it's incredible it's great it's really great <laughs> and so yeah that's uh that's it that's what that's what I do very much. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. I'm assuming music took you both because you're also not from Nashville. Yeah. Music took y'all both to Nashville? Actually, Kyle, Kyle talked me and my wife into moving to Nashville. Really? I, I, I mean, part, part of it was music. Yeah, it was Olive Garden 2014. Yeah. <laughs> um, Kyle had a layover in Tampa, was waiting for, for his wife to come happen. get him. And I had randomly been... <laughs> Olive Garden like sent me a m message on my birthday on Twitter and asked for my address and just sent me a hundred dollar gift card. What? Wow. So Kyle what? had this layover in Tampa <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, oh, well, we got this Olive Garden card. Let's just go yeah. get unlimited soup salad and breadsticks and was great. Olive Garden wine. And it was there that he, uh, he and Sarah were moving to Nashville and yeah, he talked us into it. Yeah, we were moving. I was going back and forth a ton, like uh, working on a record and where were you previously? Orlando. Okay. So they were in Tampa. Um, I was, Sarah and I were in Orlando. Sarah and Matt grew up together. So they've known each other their whole lives. Yeah. Um, their parents are best friends and still best friends. Um, and so when Sarah and I started dating, Matt and I met. And um, But I was going back and forth uh, from Orlando to Nashville recording this record. And um, like I like. And Sarah hated her job in Orlando, and she was just, like, ready to go. And so she had been applying for different jobs up there, and music wasn't doing well enough for us to just go without her having a job. And so, yeah. um, but she landed a job, which she's still at, and she super loves, and I super love. Um, she works for New Solo Shoes, shout out. Um, <laughs> big fan of that company. Wearing some right now. Um, and... Uh, I, I had this layer over in Tampa and I was just like, we're going like, this is going to be sweet. You yeah. should join us. And like his, uh, like guitar player, he and his wife were moving out there, um, or already moved out there. I think actually. 
Um, and then um, my uh, best man and guy who uh, Corey or Matt also knew his name is Corey. Um, he already lived out there. And I was like, man, it's like Randy and his wife are moving out. Th- are already out there. Yeah. Corey's already out there. Like we'll be out there. It's gonna be great. Yeah, and I mean, it's music been was great. Part of it, but I think yeah. a lot of it was one. Rachel and I just kind of wanted to change. We had both lived in Tampa our whole lives. Gotcha. Um, and we sucks. had a lot of <laughs> friends and um, that were in Nashville and stuff. So it just yeah. kind of made sense. She got a job there that was was good for her. So yeah, nice. I like. I really I don't play in Nashville hardly at all. I probably play there like two or three times a year, maybe tops. Um, but it has been great for touring, just because it's so much more centrally located yeah right. geographically Leaving. speaking it's great yeah yeah it, it's rough touring out of florida because to get oh. up to yeah atlanta which is like the next like six, six and a half like hours seven hours, yeah. seven hours something like that yeah it's horrible um and i think i'm being reminded of how hard it is to tour out of florida trying to go down to florida on this run like we have to drive freaking eight or nine hours tomorrow yeah, yeah. um which is a bummer yeah but do y'all go down there a lot no, I go down like once a year, maybe. Yeah, I'd like to go more, but it's just so hard. Like, yeah, one of the drives is going to be uh, long. Like, either coming into Florida, it's going to be super long, or coming out of Florida, it's going to be super long because right. there's not enough decent routing cities to like come in a few stops before I get to Orlando, and come out a few stops after I hit Orlando. It's like one of them is just going to be horrible. Yeah. Um, so. But yeah, I mean, music. De- I mean, music brought me to Nashville. I think like the idea that um, the industry's all there, you know, like right. it's, and uh, we could afford to live there. It's not like New York or L.A. where it's so expensive. Mm-hmm. We couldn't afford to live there. Um, but the reason I love Nashville has zero to do with music. Like it's just been the best like matt and rachel and their boy live right down the road other friends that we were talking about josh um i did that podcast with Mm -hmm. josh and allison and they just adopted two boys they live right down the road uh cory my best bud and his wife live right down the road and like everybody it's just such a rad little group um that all like kaylee and randy good friends they don't live super far away and I don't know. It's just been such a rad friend group. Um, That's why I love Nashville. Yeah, same. Yeah. It's convenient that music's there. (laughs) (laughs) But it's not the reason I'm there, you know? Right. That's so cool that you guys have found such a good community there. I feel like a lot of people that I know who have tried to move there Mm -hmm. don't find that. And I don't know if it's the season of life or if the expectation is too high or if they're going there for specifically the music scene and not going there to like live life. Yeah. I think um, that's part of it because I think lots of the people that moved there to try to make it or whatever in music, that whole scene can be pretty like cutthroat and competitive. Yeah. And not yeah. Supportive. yeah. Um, whereas like th- our community is very like, it's mostly uh, like musicians and stuff, but very supportive and, so yeah. not competitive at all <laughs> that's really cool it's a it's a rare thing i think too the fact that we're all i haven't really like even with good friends like there's there hasn't really been a group of friends like this where we all 
truly celebrate each other. Like nobody's mm-hmm. jealous when somebody gets something rad. Yeah. yeah. Like we're all like, oh fuck yeah! Like that's amazing. That's like, so cool. Like super stoked about um, when somebody gets a really cool license on a big commercial or like yeah something or a great tour spot or something. Like we're all like. Nobody is kind of saying like, oh, that's amazing with a little bit of like, damn, I wish that was me. Like yeah. nobody's yeah. saying it. Like everybody's just like, holy shit, that's so sick. Like yeah. let's that's freaking awesome. do it. Like, um, I feel so like that's how, that says a lot about you guys and your like confidence in your own craft and like your own music and everything. And like the, maybe it's just because of being a seasoned musician or being in the industry for a while. But yeah. I feel like a lot of people who aren't as confident in themselves maybe and this is a broad statement yeah um would be slightly more jealous of um just someone getting an opportunity that they didn't get or something of that nature and part of it is i mean i've definitely in in the past had those feelings like Mm -hmm. had Mm -hmm. oh yeah somebody that's open for me on the tour like blow on a tour like blow up and like they're here and had those feelings of like oh man like why not me but then you realize how like stupid and worth like how those thoughts don't accomplish anything right. they yeah. just it's make really you feel shitty yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> it, yeah. Just, yeah. Exactly. it only makes it it's worse for definitely you definitely poison and i think too also like and this is again i i realize this is very rare but i also think for some reason the group of friends that we've found like we all for sure take our craft very seriously mm-hmm. and take like what we do very seriously and want to be the best at it that we are but it's not I don't, I don't feel like it's any of our identities. Like I don't, Yeah. like, like we, like, I feel like we rarely even are talking about music or anything. Like this is what we do and we love it and we're, and we're very passionate about continuing to grow and get better Mm -hmm. at it. Um, but like, I also feel like all of our identities are first and foremost, like, like individuals and husbands and fathers and friends and like, yeah. and that's what, that's what we talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. I, I just, and that's a rare thing too. I think like, cause there is a, and, and, and it's not to say that like, I definitely was there for a very long time of feeling very wrapped up in this identity of being a songwriter and, um, wanting to be known as that. Um, but there, like, I do feel like I do know know folks who still struggle with that, and you can kind of feel it when you're hanging out. Um, I don't know; it is a rare thing with our crew, because because there's so many like, there's even other really good friends that are part of the crew that don't do anything with music. Like Josh mm-hmm. is a realtor; like he doesn't care, and yeah. he's like one of our best friends. <laughs> yeah, like he has, he doesn't give a cr- he doesn't even come to our shows. Right. Like, <laughs> Which, first off, fuck you, Josh. <laughs> um, <laughs> but second. He'll go to, he'll go to Corey's shows. I think Corey, Volunteer yeah. is his Vol- favorite. Um, volunteer is his favorite. In the friend group. <laughs> yeah, of the friend group. He does like, his, he'll listen to Corey's music. He won't, <laughs> he won't listen to ours, though. That's cool. That's really, that's encouraging. I feel like that's kind of similar to like our friend group, too. Like we are all in, a lot of us are in kind of creative fields, and then we have a few outliers. But there's something to be said about having that community around you totally. like where you don't have to talk about like, what are you writing? What are you doing? What kind of art mm-hmm. are you doing? And 
Because then you're just fixated and focused on one area of your life Mm -hmm. when you as a person have so many facets and there's so many things going on. So, yeah, yeah, I feel like that's something that I lately, like just personally have been busier working more and the community that we've had has kind of, I think all of us are in the same season and it's kind of sacrificed a bit. And I'm like literally earlier, I was just talking about how I feel like I there's something missing and I can't necessarily put my finger on it, but everything in my life seems to be going well, but I'm just hungering for that community that we had so consistently for so long and putting that as a priority, I think is so good for your mental health and for you to not have to constantly be thinking about, well, what's making me money? What do I need to put like focus and energy into? And if it's something that just kind of gives you energy without you attempting to suck some out of it is really yeah beneficial to your life yeah, oh, yeah i don't sure. think that sometimes we realize how beneficial that is until it's lacking yeah for sure how do you balance between just that lifestyle and every day and when do you find time to kind of like write and be inspired and what inspires you and i feel like i just asked a lot of things <laughs> i can't i'm just still feel like i'm figuring all that so out new yeah and fresh for both of you guys mm-hmm. as for, like i use especially after moving to Nashville, like I would do short little like four day tours mm-hmm. and stuff a lot. Um, there wasn't really a um, set like schedule to when I tour and when I do, I would just go whenever stuff, something was available. Um, so now I'm trying to like be like, okay, I'm two weeks on the road, six weeks at home, kind of set up a, a, a more structured approach to touring. As far as like writing and stuff. I'll go to Kyle because you've written way more than I have um, since being a dad. Yeah. I, uh, and, well, go ahead. Well, I think for me, well, what happened, I, I just like to write in general. I feel mm-hmm. like I'm more of a writer than I am like a performer and touring artist. But um, when Lou was born, um, I would just write whenever he was napping and I was just like, this is maybe the only time I'm going to get to write. Mm -hmm. Um, and somehow accidentally ended up the first year of his life writing and recording a new record. Like I didn't really try to, um, but before I knew it, I had 10 or 12 songs that I really dug. And, um, just from writing during his nap times. And so, um, and I was like, maybe I should record these. And then, I started recording them at my house during his nap time. Like that's just Mm -hmm. what happened. And, uh, and so that's how it's been. And it was one of those things where I had to like really restructure expectations for sure. Like prior records would be like, I'd be in the studio for eight, 10 hours, like knocking all this stuff out and like working through all of these parts. And now it was like, okay, today I know he's going to go down around nine for a nap. I know he's probably going to go down around one for a nap. And I don't know how long he's going to sleep in either of those times. (laughs) And so, like, maybe I'll get 30 minutes. Maybe I'll get four hours. Like, I don't know. Like, And so it was one of those things of, like, well, I'm just going to get as much as I can done before um, he wakes up. And so there are definitely times where, like, truly only got 30, 40 minutes of recording and then there are moments where like he would sleep great where he'd take a two-hour nap in the morning two-hour nap at night and i was like 
really knocking stuff out and like mm. really getting things done. And so for me, um, it just ended up being a consistency thing. And before I knew it, I had a record done. I sent it to you. Uh, yeah. You heard it. Um, like it, I just was writing every day and it sometimes it was 30 minutes. Sometimes it was three hours. And then I was recording every day. And again, sometimes it was 30 minutes. Sometimes it was three or four hours. And before I knew it, it was done. It, yeah. it took about four or five months, but, um, I don't know. I, I liked it. And I'm, I'm also in a very privileged position of my in-laws moved to Nashville, mm. um, for the sole purpose really of allowing me to continue to tour. And so that was, a That's re- amazing. yeah, it was a really nice thing. And so like right now, my son's with uh, my in-laws and and we'll be with him till I get home and so yeah. like and like he'll stay the night at our house and like Sarah will like put him down at night and mm. wake him up and bring him to her parents house but like so touring wise I'm in I realize I'm in a very fortunate position where like they care about me that much that they moved to town yeah. in order for me to continue to do this because otherwise I don't know how I would do it. We've had to ask friends before when like, cause they still travel some too. They have, they travel for work, but we've had to ask friends for like four or five days to like fill in. Mm-hmm. And, and our, like I like we've already said, our friends are amazing. Um, but it's like, Oh, I don't know if I could, figure out how to make it work much more than like four or five days right if yeah. it was our friends watching our kid every yeah. time so i know i'm i know i'm really fortunate and really blessed to have that opportunity so i really want to take advantage of it like i really want to kick yeah. ass every time i'm out on the road because yeah. it's like this is not normal do y'all have like a normal route that y'all go on whenever you go on tours or does it change or changes for the most part i mean i guess there's more because usually we do tours like based on regions and this is like a southeast run Mm -hmm. um there's like a formula yeah like that we stick to yeah Yeah, a lot of them are more or less following the same or similar routes right (laughs) there might be an occasional like thing thrown like i haven't played raleigh since we played raleigh i haven't we're playing fort lauderdale on friday night i haven't I haven't even been to Fort Lauderdale in years. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've ever played Fort Lauderdale either. I did go to school down in Boca for a couple of years. So I have friends down there, but I've never played down there. Except for like my horrible shitty music when I was 18. But I, in like 2008, I opened for Dave Matthews in Fort Lauderdale. Pause before you think that's impressive. I opened side stage for Dave Matthews, which means that there's a, he played at this outdoor amphitheater and there's this little stage as people are walking in that they stop very briefly to um, listen to 20 seconds of a song before walking to their seats. (laughs) So I technically opened for Dave Matthews in Fort Lauderdale. Were you the only one that was a part of that side stage? Yeah, I think so. So it was just you and Dave Matthews. There there may have been an, oh, there may have been a, like Like an opener on the real stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Unless I, with him, though, he probably plays so long that it yeah. may have just been him. I forget, though. I mean, his songs are like 13 minutes yeah. long. So. <laughs> <laughs> Those jam songs. <laughs> Man, that's crazy. That's really yeah. funny. 
I don't think you need to explain. Pass you open for. Uh, <laughs> you should leave it at that. That's what that's what, like that was in a lot of like when I put my first record out in 2009, the promo stuff that came out around then, and like um, interviews or whatever. Like they would say, "So what's it like opening up for um, yeah. for Dave Matthews?" And I'd be like, "Well, <laughs> funny story. side stage." <laughs> That's amazing. He's a great guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Definitely didn't meet him. Yeah. No. I was ask, did you even have a green room or anything? Oh, no. No, I don't no. think so. That's great. <laughs> I, uh, I may have gotten a couple fans from it, but like no more than like three or four people who actually care. <laughs> Which there's probably 5,000 people there. Yeah. Yeah. That's a pretty, that's a pretty okay ratio, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. For only hearing 20 seconds of your music. Yeah. I don't know. Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I want to know a little bit just about like inspiration stuff. Like sure. um, over the years, I mean, obviously you change as a person. So I don't know what's kind of been your evolution. I feel like I've probably evolved musically the most. <laughs> it's changed a Probably lot. So. Um, yeah, I, I think every like I still have like my favorite songwriters. I have kind of consistently stayed the same. Like John Prine's always kind of been up there, really high. Um, but I've found a lot of inspiration from standard comedians, which has been pretty consistent for the last three or four years. Um, just their work ethic and their. Mm the way that they write and the way that they really focus on words. Um, but musically, like, this new record's a jazz record. Like, it's hmm. like it's not it's not anything like what started. Like, my first record was very, like, kind of Tom Petty-esque or, like, and the folkier songs were a little more, like, Ava Brothers-esque. Mm-hmm. But, like, um, it was very, like, Americana, neo-folk sort of vibe. And now I'm I'm literally putting out a record with no drums and trumpet and like upright <laughs> bass and like just so so chill and vibey and so like I don't know it just it was one of those things that just kind of accidentally happened like I've always loved jazz music and I've always really enjoyed going to jazz clubs and like sitting there and and like drinking a nice cocktail and listening to people shred and always wanted to learn how to play it and I never had found a, the best resource for it like I couldn't afford lessons um and I took like a maybe three lessons from a buddy mm-hmm. who gave me like a super good deal when I lived in Orlando and he was an amazing jazz guitar player um but I couldn't really afford much more than that and then every book I'd ever buy was either like you don't know how to play guitar at all. And this is an E string and this is an A string. And I'm like, Jesus, like I know, yes, I know all (laughs) of that. Um, Or it was like, we assume that you already shred. Here's jazz chords. And I'm like, I also don't shred. Like (laughs) this is really tough. And so um, my good buddy, uh, Joseph Bradshaw, who's also a great songwriter and um, handed me kind of like, directed me toward this book mickey baker's jazz um book and it it was like hey we assume you're pretty competent at guitar we assume you know every basic open chord um but this is how you play some jazz chords and these are how you put jazz chords together and it was like the perfect spot it was like 
good. Like it's not teaching me guitar. I don't need to be taught how to play guitar. Yeah. Um, and it's also not assuming I'm already like a virtuoso and can read all these crazy things because I definitely can't. And so I found that and like just started learning it while I was recording the last, last record, um, the self-title record. And it just was super fun. And I, started sliding those chords into songs and they would start to like peak up here and there and like folk country songs and then before I knew it this last record like every every chord is like there's no normal chord like every <laughs> every chord is like some major seven flat nine or like yeah. something stupid like that where it's where I I don't know. I like it a lot. <laughs> I see. I felt like folk music wasn't enough of a challenge to make a living in. So I was like, all right, <laughs> let's go ahead and let's up the ante a little bit and let's try to make a living playing jazz songs. And so <laughs> that's why, that's really why I did it for the challenge. You know, see if I could do it. Yeah. I also have like, there's those like core songwriters that have always been my favorite, like Dylan and Petty and, um, I've always been a big Wilco fan and stuff. I don't know. I don't know how. How do you think my... I'm so bad at, like, hearing think, influences in my own music. I'm like mm. just like, oh, they just sound like I my songs. I think your influences <laughs> have been really driven by your reading more yeah. than your listening. Like, American Wilderness is very, like, Richard Rohr, Rob Bell. Mm. Yeah. And not like has anything to do with the music i yeah, there is true. like a musical progression mm -hmm. like but um i feel like you have progressed lyrically more than anybody i know in like the best way it's it's awesome like you thank you like your record <laughs> no for for real like your record and, and ryan's record civilian's record were the two records that like made me go okay i need to like really pay attention to what i'm saying more <laughs> than when I'm actually just playing. I don't like, even know. That was sort of like all happened unconsciously too. I think I just got tired of writing what felt like the same songs over <laughs> and over in a lot of ways. So I'm like, you know what? I'll sing about um, an IMAX movie screen and a goddamn <laughs> coffee shop. In a, in a song. Great. That's great. <laughs> I think Richard Rourke said that, right? In, a, in one of his books or something? Oh, not that I can think of. That? The IMAX movie screen? I don't know. Not no, I didn't. Oh, serious. Maybe. Seems off-brand. Yeah. <laughs> so I toured a decent amount before this, but it was my first headlining tour. I was on um, I was on the label at the time. I was on Atlantic, and um, they had another artist who had been an American Idol finalist, mm. and they suggested having him open up for me on the tour and that's when I discovered that you should never have somebody more popular than you are open up for you. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it would be like he play a set to a packed room. I play a set to a half full room. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> uh, and they would always be like during the first part of my set, there'd be a line for him at the merch and people taking pictures and wow. stuff like that while I'm playing. It was just, um, now I can look back on it and laugh at the time. It was frustrating. Um, I, I would assume so. Although I did, I mean, 
I was getting paid like a headliner though, so I didn't make money off this. Dude. There you <laughs> go. There you so go. So that was the, the the good part of it. That's one of one of the reasons we um like whenever we do house shows, we do it in the round style. So if it's two of us or three of us, we're all sitting up front and we just trade songs back and forth. So mm-hmm. it kind of like makes all of that not matter because yeah, and it keeps yeah, it keeps everybody there for the whole show. And I think it's better for the listener if they're not like if they're a fan of Kyle's and they haven't heard my music, they're not getting like an hour straight yeah. of me. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of sprinkled in there, which makes it better for cool. for those kind of folks. Yeah, it's I think. been it's been nice. It's a good idea. I'm good. So we were talking about this, and I feel like I feel like I thought of a lot of mistakes, but I was like, okay, which one is like? Am I what do I want to talk sharing? about? Yeah, what am I sh- <laughs> yeah. comfortable sharing? Um, Oh, we had someone talk about how he shit himself on the way to work. So, oh, yeah. oh you probably have, you have some similar <laughs> ones to that. I'm sure I got some, I've got some similar ones. Kyle <laughs> has Kyle has a very sensitive and squirrely stomach, especially on the road when we're eating. Um, it's not like even, today we ate, and I think you've been fine though. But this is like a typical mm-hmm. thing that we, for some reason, do to ourselves on the mm-hmm. uh, on the road. But we had pho vietnamese pho at this random ass gas station, gas station on vietnamese the, place on, on the, border. the border of alabama and tennessee <laughs> talk about the least like safe pho you could eat yeah. out of Why? a gas station I was just, so <laughs> i the last time we played here um on the way back we ate at this random pho place and it it wasn't this it was same amazing. one but it was a random one in really northern good. alabama so i was like oh we should eat there on the way down um, and we looked it up and it was closed today, but this other one was sort of on the way and we were already had, we had fell on the brain. So we how was it? It was pretty okay. It was fine. No one's died yet. That's no, good. No, I feel fine. Yeah. Okay. Good. Um, so the professional mistake that I wanted to talk about was had to do a lot with my stomach and just like my, <laughs> my lack of self-control and like thinking I'm still in high school. Um, and the the first thing I thought of, though, was um, last time I went to Florida, I um, got so drunk at the Orlando show that I got alcohol poisoning. Oh. It was when you didn't you announce it was like when you so announced it was to your Orlando great, friends yeah. that you um, that Sarah was. Pregnant. Yes, it was the announcing of like, I'm going to become a dad. My wife is pregnant. Yeah. Like, and so people kept buying me drinks and bringing me drinks all night long. And it was such a wonderful celebration. It was so good. And then my other good buddy who is like a whiskey collector and connoisseur and has like literally bottles that are worth thousands of dollars sort of thing, invited me over to his house and we drank at his house till like four in the morning drinking super expensive stuff. And I woke up the next morning and I had alcohol poisoning and I had to cancel. Like I played two and a half songs. I don't even think I played two and a half songs. I definitely played one song fully through and I, and halfway through the other song of the next show, like I was just like, no, I can't do this. I'm so embarrassed. I'm so sorry. I have to, I have to stop playing and thank the Lord. Corey was on this tour with me because he just played his music. And so it was a volunteer show instead of me. So like everybody that was there didn't waste their time. Right. But Good Lord, that was, <laughs> and I, and we're playing at that house, uh, this tour, and this is my first time back since that incident. I'm glad they had you back. I'm so glad <laughs> they have they had us back. I'm tra- I, I was trying to think if I've ever had to, like, stop mid set when I was playing a show. Yeah, nothing I can think of. I, that time we played, um, 
that random show in Durango, Colorado, it was so hot. The hottest show I've ever played. I was like oh. pouring sweat. We played for like two hours straight, I think. I had poison ivy. Kyle had poison ivy. Oh. And I thought I thought I was going to shit my pants on really? stage. And <laughs> I was so sweaty that I farted. And I wasn't sure if I had shit my pants or not because I was just all like, <laughs> I wouldn't have been able to tell because I was so sweaty. I had swamp ass and I couldn't <laughs> You can edit that out if you want, or not. I don't care. You can leave it if you want. Well, to. if you want to keep it going, might as well. <laughs> so this is another professional mistake. I played a show uh, in um, Connecticut, and they were doing like a ramen pop up for the show. Like the chef was starting to like roll out some of his recipes for this ramen that he was making. And I ate way too much. Um, and we were doing a song swap, me and my buddy. And literally twice during the song swap, I, I had to leave and I had diarrhea because I was just so <laughs> freaking messed up from how much I ate and like all the spices and stuff. Yeah. I just do that to myself way too much where it's like. Just how would it taste so good? I have stop. no, yeah, I have no self-control self at all. Like I just will eat. Until I shit my pants or until <laughs> I get alcohol poisoning <laughs> or whatever. Like, I'll just consume. You just and live in life to the Consume extreme. and consume and consume. <laughs> and it's so stupid. I need to, I really want this tour to be different. Now that I'm a dad. We'll see. And now that, like, I'm, like, trying to eat healthier, trying to eat cleaner, trying to have more energy. We started with gas station pho, so. <laughs> That's, I think. Think is better than the McDonald's. I'm yeah, not sure. Yeah, I probably. think though. You're really I, neck and neck. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's a little bit better. Um, You're off to a great start. Yeah. You yeah. said something about grilled cheese tonight. Or? I think. Mm. <laughs> yeah, grilled, grilled cheese. cheese. Is not bad. It depends on how much you eat, though, it's, and how you, your stomach does with dairy. It's it's fine. I don't eat much dairy anymore. So when mm. I do eat it, it's like whoa. Yeah. <laughs> What are you doing? <laughs> um, and I don't eat much bread anymore either. But I, mm. damn, I love bread. I love it all. I love everything. <laughs> it's all so good. I wish my metabolism was the same as when I was a kid. I don't we all, except for this really skinny guy in front of yeah. us? <laughs> he still has that same freaking. No, I'm just. I'm scared that just scared that one day I'm just going to lose it and then yeah. I'll like eat yeah. a hamburger and the, gain five pounds. I think I gained five pounds right by right smelling here. a hamburger. <laughs> so. <laughs> I, I recently um, am starting to try to get into um, playing hockey with my friends, mostly because and I'm going to be such an asshole for saying this, because <laughs> I hate exercising and I don't have to exercise, yeah. but I sh probably should. Yeah. Um, so it's like a way to have fun. Get, have fun and yeah. exercise <laughs> we kind of touched on it before like how you had said how it felt like i progressed a lot lyrically and i think some of that was when i was on atlantic um i and i i don't know if i would have said this at, at the time i felt like i was being authentic or like the type of artist that i wanted to be but for one thing i don't know if i even knew what kind of artist mm -hmm. i wanted to be so i think because of that i've tried to be like what they thought i should be and wrote a lot like that and that was not that i don't like the songs 
that I released during that time, but um, I like my more recent songs a lot more. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just kind of um, holding back and not, um, and yeah, having in, in conforming to um, other people's, I think that was a lot of it actually too, is conforming to other people's expectations mm-hmm. for, um, for my music and whatever, instead of just like, writing this stuff i want to write about yeah yeah i i wonder like the thing that i still i feel like i still really at least as an artist and and this i think maybe is a is a nice combination of both professional and personal like i so often for so long had very specific people in my life that i wanted to that were that were even friends um and like probably genuinely cared about me, definitely did, but that were ultimately like not good influences for my artistic career decisions, mm-hmm. you know? And so um, that I I have still to this day have to intentionally not care about impressing. Um, because so often I can get stuck in thinking about even subconsciously before I know it, like I'm worried about or I'm, or I'm wanting to impress this person, almost like a daddy complex or something, you know, and it's, it's one of those things where um, I don't even really know if I have like a, like an answer or solution on how not to deal with it. But um, I recognize like the half a dozen or so people in my life that, mm-hmm. I that probably really did have the best intentions for me but that subtly subconsciously or even maybe intentionally um discouraged me doing what I'm doing mm-hmm. yeah um in in the facade of we just care about you yeah this is um and then, and it took me a long time to learn that it's probably because they have their own insecurities mm-hmm. and they wish they had the the nerve to take the risk and jump off and do the thing that they really feel like they're maybe meant to do. Um, right. And so, but use the excuses of like, I need to provide for my family or yeah. like that sort of thing. Um, so I, I don't know like really how to, how to like fight that i just i'm i'm glad i recognize it now and it's just something that i have to continue to talk about in counseling and therapy and with my wife and friends and stuff and um but i've learned at least at this point like not to share the new projects with the people who i really want to and i really want to impress them because i know they're not going to give me the satisfying answer you know they're not going to give me like they're not going to finally go like, holy shit, like you really did it. Yeah. They're going to give me the same old answer of like, oh, that's neat. Yeah. You yeah. know? And it's like, oh, okay. Hmm. Or how, how's the music thing going? Yeah. It's like, fuck you. Get out <laughs> yeah. of here. I'm so tired of that question. Um, oh, I heard you have a little tour coming up. <laughs> yeah. A little, a little tour. A little. Wait, so uh-huh. you, you play in strangers living rooms? <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I don't need to explain myself to you. Yeah. I feel like that is something that so many people, especially people who kind of take a leap of faith in their careers or like work for themselves or 
do something that's non-traditional yeah come up with and people i mean i have people do that to me all the time including sometimes my family just totally. taking a untradi- a non-traditional career path but yeah. i think because like i said i've dealt with that too and for me it's just asking myself like being really willing to look internally and being like what do i want why am i doing this and what is important to me and then what yeah. makes it satisfying to me because i am the only person that i can control i'm the only person that i need to please you know f- my immediate family like one day spouse that kind of thing that would be another person to discuss yeah. it with mm-hmm. but when it comes down to it if you have this desire and this passion inside of you no matter what it is whether it's to be a dentist or to be a musician or to like me fix clothes like just whatever it is to be honest with that and to and if you have the opportunity to take that plunge and that leap of faith and it's worth it at least for a season totally yeah and well i think too like what i've come to realize at least for myself that it is me doing this granted it's very untraditional and, and unorthodox and doesn't make a lot of money um this is the process by which of me writing songs and making records, not necessarily the product, but like the process of me doing these things and then performing these things on the road, um, no matter how the shows go, ultimately fills me in a way that, um, that like my wife can't and that like Mm -hmm. my son can't. And then in return, it doesn't stop there. It's not just to get me filled up in a way they can't. Um, it's, in return, I'm then a, a more full individual yeah. that can then love my family better mm-hmm. as if I didn't do it in the first place. And um, because I've heard, like, in, in one way I've heard it so many times, it's like the, the times that you, the people who don't do those things that, they, that their, their soul resonates with that they, they really want to do, the longer they spend not doing it, it creates like a, almost like a poison in them Mm. that destroys them Mm. and that they, and that they like spit out on the people that they love, you know, and it can ruin relationships and it can ruin them. And so, um, being able to satisfy that part of my being that nothing else can satisfy in returns makes me a better person for my, for my wife, my son and my friends, you know? Yeah. And so, um, regardless of the product, regardless of yeah. where it ends up on the charts, which LOL, like <laughs> charts, uh, <laughs> never, never get there. Um, I maybe made the top 5,000, I think at some point, but, um, or, or like regardless of how many people dig it or whatever and, or how well the tour goes, like the, the act of the process is what ultimately is the thing that um i have to keep doing yeah it's good that's really cool that you've found that out i feel like it takes people a long time to kind of, well, a lot of get therapy to the point. Mm-hmm. Me to that spot, <laughs> yeah you know? it's awesome well thank you all for being on yeah thank yeah. you for having us do you have anything you want to plug yeah um instagrams albums websites i got a new record i made i don't know when it's gonna come out i don't know when this will come out two weeks from tomorrow okay um so my new record will not be out yet, <laughs> but it'll probably be out around August time frame. Cool. Would be my guess. And so, um, but I finished a new record, and I'm touring that. Um, 
trying to trying to figure out the best way to release it right now. That's nice. it. Yeah. Uh, let me think. I have some tour dates coming up in like mid-May up in mm-hmm. the Northeast. Um, oh, and I I did a vinyl release of my last record, American Wilderness, that is available at matthires.bandcamp.com. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Dot penis dot clown <laughs> or wait, what was the SNL sketch that? Um, dot clownpenis.org or something like that. Uh, <laughs> so funny. <laughs> yeah, I think that's all I can plug. This is my record, uh, my clown penis. <laughs> that knocks them all off. Yeah. <laughs> yep, you remembered everything. Well, cool. Yeah. Um, we really you. appreciate you guys being on. Yes. It's been fun. Thank Start you. to hear this. Yeah. Awesome. Bye. 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 This was a mistake. Today we're joined by Matt. And I'm also Kyle. Also. Also. (laughs) Also. (laughs) (laughs) It's a business.